You are now listening to the Rival Fantasy Sports Podcast. Let's go. What up, what up, what up? You are listening to the Rival Podcast. I'm your host, Neil Maligno. Today, we are going to talk about three things in Fantasy Football Week 11 that stood out, that were interesting, that were intriguing, and that I just want to talk about. I just want to talk about them. That's it. That's all there is to this. A couple of interesting things, right? Let's start with the most obvious. The most obvious thing, if you played fantasy football in week 11, even if you played DFS or anything like that, but you felt it the most, I think, it, it, when, you, when, you, when your opponent had Jonathan Taylor on their team. What in the world do we witness? <laughs> what in the world happened to Jonathan Taylor yesterday? I'm recording this on Monday, so just, just for reference purposes. But this guy went absolutely insane. And if you played against him in any of your fancy teams, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you had him rostered on your team, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. The guy had four rushing touchdowns, 185 rushing yards. Not to be outdone, not not to say, hey, that's, that's enough. Let me settle down. He also had three receptions, not a ton of yards, under 20, but another touchdown. So Jonathan Taylor had five touchdowns yesterday. If you had Jonathan Taylor on your team last week or this week, this past week, it's currently still happening. It's Monday night still. But if you had Jonathan Taylor on your team and you lost, you might need to get back to the drawing board and figure out what exactly is wrong with this team. Because when your man puts up, you know, 50 points, 50 plus points in, in, in PPR, you shouldn't lose your games. Now, one, one excuse I will allow is if you played against Austin Eckler. Another what the heck just happened? Eckler seen that and said, you know what? I think I'm not too bad. I think I'm pretty good. I think I just seen what that Jonathan Taylor guy did for the Colts. And I'm going to try my best impression. I'm going to try to do what he did. <laughs> I love Austin Eckler. I, I, you know, big fan. Big fan. He's on a lot of my fantasy teams. But again, this guy went crazy. If you have Eckler on your teams or if you played against him, he had four touchdowns. So Jonathan Taylor had five. He had four. He got his a little bit differently. Two two rushing, you know, two reception, um, more receiving yards at 65, not, not, not anywhere close to the rushing yards, 50, but still, you know, with the, all the receptions, the yards, the four touchdowns, it still got you up there pretty high, especially, again, in PPR, you're looking at a total over 40. So I, I actually had one fantasy team, a dynasty team that has both. So, you know, I was feeling good. You know, I was feeling good. I, I didn't need much points from everybody else to get, you know, to get that W. <laughs> but Jonathan Taylor, Austin Aguilar, these two went off. They went insane. And that's not to say, like, other guys didn't have good days. Like, Christian McCaffrey, Joe Mixon, um, Swift, Cook, Chubb, Connor, Freeman. Freeman, what am I? What am, I'm saying Devonta Freeman's name. Crazy. But all these guys had great games. I mean, they all had, you know, they all, they all put up. Double-digit points. It was actually, I think they all did over 20 points, 20 or more uh, in PPR. So, like, they all had really good games. But when you see Austin Eckler and Jonathan Taylor, you know, shadow over all of those guys, cast a shadow because those are crazy numbers. And those are the kind of guys you need heading into the playoffs, heading to the back end of the season, heading into the fantasy playoffs. You want guys like that. 
because that's some special stuff. Obviously, they're not going to do this every week. That's not going to happen. But the fact that they can get that kind of production out of them, not, not every running back in the league has five touchdowns a game in them, in one game. Not, not many can do it. Not many have four. Not many are that versatile, that skilled in an offense that favors them, that uh, is, is perfect for what they're trying to do. Not everyone has that opportunity. Um, that was a special game. We're not, they're not going to repeat it, but, man, they are on a tear. Jonathan Taylor is absolutely crushing it. If we just focus on, you know, on Jonathan Taylor for a second, like this dude is just going off. He's just going off. He's absolutely lighting it up. Crushing it in week 11. I don't think he, he hasn't had a bad, a quote unquote, bad week. Maybe week two and three in the beginning of the year. But after that, it's been just ridiculous. <laughs> Shout out to Jonathan Taylor. Shout out to Austin Eckler this week, but specifically Jonathan Taylor, my man, you are the the talk of the town today. Five touchdowns. I mean, Austin Eckler, it, it's kind of surprising that Jonathan Taylor put up those numbers and then Austin Eckler followed that up. Like you would think that you got the one guy to talk about. Like, wow, this guy really went crazy. But for Austin Eckler to do what he did, like it's still very impressive. It's still, um, you know, it, it forced us to talk about and acknowledge that as well, even with you know, what Jonathan Taylor did. We couldn't ignore the electric game from Eckler. Let's talk about the fact that not only did Jonathan Taylor go off, not only did, you know, Eckler have a pretty good game right behind him, even though he could, even though he didn't beat Taylor, what a crazy game. Zach Ertz gets traded from the Eagles and he's only 31. He's not like super old. He's a tight end. So, you know, the, the year started to creep up on him up there, but Ertz has had a really productive career. Everyone's liked Ertz a lot throughout his career, especially in fantasy. But everyone thought it was Goddard's year, Dallas Goddard. You know, and, and they were right. Zach Ertz eventually got moved a little late into the year, but he got moved. Nonetheless, it happened. Um, but he gets put straight into an offense that is on fire and that you know is putting up points from all over the place. They spread the ball all around the place. Um, and he's just eating in that offense. This week, he caught eight of nine targets for 88 yards. Two touchdowns, two touchdowns. So eighty-eight yards, two touchdowns, eight catches. If you're if you're counting it PPR wise, um, just a just a beautiful game. And it's not his first good one of the year. It's his, it's his best game of the season. Um, but he did have some some good games earlier in the season uh, with double digit points. You know, 15, 12, 12, 16, stuff like that. Um, but it hasn't been all like that. So it's been up and down a little bit. Not really any. Su- I think. After week five, he hasn't had any like horrible, atrocious games in PPR. Um, but nine wasn't so great. Um, eight and ten were just, eh. um, but you know, games like this just help you, you know, re- really sets the tone for your team. Um, and again, was not a, you know, a highly drafted player in terms of the other guys like the Wallers, the Kelseys, the Kittles. Um, People felt he was falling out of favor a little bit, you know, and they were he was going to get traded and they didn't know where he was going to go and how it would play out. So this is one of those best case scenarios that looked really well. Um, if you have Ertz on your team, especially if you're in a league that um, has two tight ends or tight end premiums, like this is a guy that you're really excited about that you have um, that you kind of got lucky that he fell straight into, you know, the hands of um, Arizona and, and just made it, you know, a, a really good situation for him. Um 
There's no, there's no reason to assume that this will stop. Not exactly this kind of performance, of course. We're talking about the outliers here. We're not saying this is uh, the average day for Zach Ertz, but um, this is good promise, man. This is this is really good, and it shows that the quarterbacks are believing in him. The offense believes in him. Um, they traded for him for a reason. They're going to use him. And yeah, man, hell of a game for Ertz. Uh, again, I talk, I, I talk about, I like tight ends a little more because I am in pretty much. Many of my leagues, a high majority of them have the tight end premiums or two tight end spots. So I think about tight ends more than just the average uh, fan or your regular average standard league where tight ends don't matter as much. Um, you try to make that position a little more fun because there's a lot of fun guys in the league. Um, although, you know, tight end is a volatile position, it's still um, a, a fun position with a lot of with a lot of really talented guys, and it's fun to follow them. But in a standard league where you don't have two tight end requirements or you don't have any premium, um, these kind of guys, this position can be super boring after the first three guys, top three, four guys. Um, so, you know, happy to see Zach Ertz ball. Let's hope it continues. Let's hope he gets some more of these games before the year's over. Um, but it was exciting and encouraging to see. Uh, and it gives you another option, man. Like when tight end gets bleak looking or you got a bye week or, like I said, someone gets hurt, Zach Ertz. You know, will make a lot of people happy. He's gonna make a lot of people happy the rest of the year. I think. I think. I think this kind of trend will continue for him um, as this team just continues and continues to mix him in more. Um, not hoping for injuries uh, by any means for wide receivers or anything like that. But if something was to happen to somebody in that regard, also his stock just goes up. So he's in a really positive situation in terms of all these things. Like a lot of really talented wide receivers, which opens up, you know, the field for him. If someone does get hurt, um, rather than you know, wide receivers maybe getting that production, it will go to Ertz potentially. Uh, this is just a really good sign uh, for Zach Ertz for the tight end position. It's fun. Every, every time there's a tight end that kind of um, pops off, that kind of has a big week, that's starting to find his way, I get excited. Same thing with Adam Troutman. Uh, I really got excited when I seen he had a big week. Not as big as Ertz, but, um, you know, he, he put a good game together, so it's good to see. And there's a couple of these guys that sneak in every once in a while. We just want to see consistency out of it. Um, but good, good, to see, good to see overall. Next topic. I wanted to save this for last. Um, this is more of a uh, happy in, in terms of one team, sad for the other. Um, I'm a Raiders fan, and this offense, since they lost rugs, has been garbage. It really has. Like You can say whatever you want. You can say they move up the field pretty well, blah, 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 blah. Do they score points? Do they score touchdowns? No, they do not. They have had a really difficult time doing that. I, I have to credit a lot of it to Henry Ruggs, the loss of Henry Ruggs. Like this team has just not attacked anymore. It's not attacking the deep ball. It's not taking chances. It's not scoring touchdowns. They get turnovers damn near in the red zone. They don't score points with it. It's just bad. And again, you can go, hey Neil, they lost Ruggs. Like, don't don't be too re- don't be too mean to them. They lost, you know, John Gruden. They got a lot of stuff going on. Listen, the Titans have a lot of injuries going on too. The Titans lost Derrick Henry. The Titans are having, you know, Julio Jones, A.J. Brown, all these injuries. But yet they still take players in, put them in those spots, and they're productive. Are, are the backup running backs who replace Derrick Henry Derrick Henry? No. Do they put up Derrick Henry production? No. But do they put up, you know, numbers in your offense on your fantasy team that's at least worth looking at? Yes. Yes, they do. They put in flex value for sure. Sometimes you got to kind of guess who it's going to be, you know, looking at the injuries, it's going to be this guy, going to be that guy. They put up numbers. Even the running backs, even guys straight off the practice squad, put up okay numbers in PPR. The wide receivers filling in for 
you know, Julio Jones, AJ Brown, filling in for these kind of things, like guys that you may not even be too familiar with, like Nick Westbrook comes out here and just has a game, has a pretty damn good game, puts himself almost in the top 15 of wide receivers this week in PPR. And that just bums me out about the Raiders. So when you see teams lose guys and you automatically assume, hey, somebody's going to take that production, somebody's going to fill that hole, it's not always true. It's not always true. And the offense even being effective isn't always true. In some cases, a team loses a Henry Ruggs and their offense doesn't know what to do anymore. Other teams lose Derrick Henry, Julio Jones, A.J. Brown injuries, all these things, and they can still find production for you fantasy-wise. That's important to know. That's important to acknowledge. So when you see it seem like the Raiders struggle to put up points, don't keep putting eggs in the basket. Don't be waiting for a Braylon, you know, Brian Edwards breakout. Don't wait for a Deshaun Jackson to have a big game. Don't trust in some of the offensive playmakers on this team because we watched a quarterback go from getting MVP chance to replacement. Can we replace this guy? That's what some fans are saying. So it's sad to see how the how the Raiders are going out right now. And again, I don't know if it's a, it's a combination of everything. You know, this black cloud that's over them right now as a team. I thought they were going to be able to dig themselves out of it. Right now, they're struggling for sure. They keep making up excuses. They're coming out lazy, this, that, or not focused, or they're flat. There's no excuses for that nonsense. There's no excuses for that. Um, so focus on offenses. Even if the Titans' offense isn't some explosive offense necessarily, too, you may not think this is an offense that's, you know, uh, uh, you know, one of the biggest offensive attacks in the league and it's going to put up gigantic numbers. When there's guys who fill in, those guys tend to do decent. They tend to fill in well. The, the offense still seems to move. And those guys put up decent numbers. And the Raiders on the flip side are a team that you go, hey, I don't really trust this offense as much. They lost a big playmaker, and I don't trust the next guy to step up. I don't trust the, you know, the quarterback to, to keep pushing the way he was before when he trusted that guy at the other side of the ball. He might not trust this replacement no more. Got to watch out for that. Stay aware of that. These are the things that you can't always put on a spreadsheet and, and, and pull it out and say, hey, I've identified this on my spreadsheet. I've identified this in here. But the, the numbers, the production, the story, the coaching, the play calling, the quarterback, just how he looks out there. These kind of things have to stick out to you, and it gives you an advantage in fantasy football. That's all I have for you guys this week. I appreciate you for joining me. Please hit subscribe. We really appreciate it. It means a lot to us. If you could leave a review, five-star review. If you have a question, a topic, anything you want us to discuss, that's the easiest way to get it onto the show. Otherwise, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, those kind of places, and you could drop you know, whatever questions you have or topics you want to hear us discuss, or if you have any questions about, you know, what we're working on, you can definitely do it there. You can definitely hit us up right on social, um, you know, at Rival Fantasy on all those platforms. Um, but you're guaranteed to get your question on the show or your comment on the show if you put it in the review for five-star review. All right, guys, that's it for today. Again, I'm Neil. This is the Rival Sports Podcast. I will catch y'all in the next episode. We're out. We're out.